Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before, and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from the lucky 13th floor of a commercial high-rise in beautiful Beverly Hills, adjacent California. From the studios of Sirius XM West, boasting an obstructed view of the world-famous Hollywood sign, this is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today, the quintessential Sunset Strip comic, as heard on Howard Stern, as seen nationwide as Andrew Dice plays hand-picked feature act, I almost said that clearly, the host of the Comedy Store Podcast. Hello and welcome, Eleanor Kerrigan. Awesome. Go, like you yeah. When a different uh, that voice is phenomenal. You I, have a great radio voice. I don't believe that that is true. Really? I think radio. I think some people are born with radio voices, but I think you have a, like a solid. And then when you're reading, you're, like I always fumble everything. I'm like, my next guess is a. Yeah, I fucked up. Hand picked. Not that hard. Oh. But you are. First of all, I'm very proud that you cursed, and I'm happy that I don't have to watch my mouth. No, 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 yes, no, no. Serious exam. Yeah, it's this is this is what we've all been waiting for. Like, I up. know, and I always I'm always on the radio show. Like I remember doing Artie Lang's show, and it was when I forgot what network he was on, but we had a I cursed. I'm with Dice Artie Lang, and I somebody else, and I was the only one that cursed. I'm like. Damn it. Like, right. of course, the girl. You're the asshole. What? The, yeah. I'm with the filthiest comic in the country. Well, that's Dice, and that's really, really hard, though, because you have banter with those people, obviously, for years. You've yeah. never you've talked to them in a million different settings. Never once have you had to censor yourself. I can see where that gets. It a got, bit I, I was so embarrassed. I was like, damn it. Yeah. And even Artie was like, come on. And I'm like, Shit. oh, wait, damn it. You said, no, no, no. Oh, okay. That's not, I said the F word. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's a real one. My kid said, damn it, last night. He's seven. We're playing ping pong. And he misplayed. He goes, damn it. That's it? And I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> listen, you little piece of shit. Who taught you to talk like it's that? It's so what? weird. Yeah, I mean, I know where he gets it from. He probably listens to the show. But every now and again, it, they're, they're not the innocent ones. He'll just be like, uh, so uh, this kid at school is an asshole. Right, like, but wow, we're just, we're skipping bitch, huh? Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Why not? And they're learning it all. On, yeah. I mean, they have the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, I, not, not, I, I yeah, had yeah. older kids that I would just listen to. You know, I have nine brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. I'm number eight. So I had older brothers and sisters that I'd be like, oh, that's right. a bad word. Mm-hmm. I'm using it. It's funny because you can tell they have that special power to them. Sure. You know, were you a cool kid at school because of that? Because I noticed my God, I don't I don't know who listens to this show. My kid's got a buddy mm-hmm. that oh. he's like obsessed with. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, okay, he's oh, all right. The cool he's, kid. he's all right, but what do you see in this guy? And then when he starts saying asshole and, uh, you know, the, the Incredible Hulk's right. an asshole and damn it, when he, I'm like, where'd you get that from? Everything leads back to this kid, that kid, older brother. Yes. And then I think about it, who were the cool kids? When I was in grammar school, it was the kids who brought us, I reckon, like, it was like a, like a, a witch's uh, a coven, a, a surrounding hmm. them before the teacher got there, and they'd be like, here's f- motherfucker. Yeah. 
How do you use it? I have no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know that I was the cool kid. I uh-huh. might have been the weird kid. I don't know. I I was I could fight, so nobody really I don't know if I was cool or people were just afraid of me. You were scrappy. I had a lot of anger issues. Oh, really? Yeah, so Why? I I don't know. Uh nine brothers and sisters, who mm. knows, you know, angry little Irish kids. My parents split up when I was 7. That could have had something to do with it but i'm not a professional but me either and <laughs> so i don't dwell on things either so i'm like i could i don't know you I don't dwell on it. things no i don't like that oh my god that's great yeah uh i'm gonna ask you what your sign is oh uh you don't even know virgo do you know what that means no oh. i i only know it because my uh last boyfriend was upset with horoscopes and I was like Ugh, that's a warning one. sign in a woman and that's like an extra large warning sign in a man yeah it freaked me out he used to bring books like you need to know your moon sign I'm like you need to leave like if you didn't have a big thing we wouldn't be was he dealing with this was he sexually exotic yes how did I guess that I don't know it how seems, do you know it just seems like a guy him? who would <laughs> I feel like I've met that guy but I it, this is a guy I mean, I, I hate to boast, but he did a little time, and I thought, because <laughs> I'm a pick. I pick good ones, guys. It's kind of hot, though. Are, I, the bad guys are the best ones in bed, too, oh right? Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. I, and I'm the crazy girl, so I get that. Like, people are like, oh, she's mm-hmm. <laughs> sexually yeah. crazy as well. So we were like Lint insane together. Uh-huh. And I, he was great, but except for he kept breaking my stones about this stupid sign shit and this this is how retrograde. I go, I don't know what you're talking about. You got to leave. I, I yeah. just can't. That's weird, except that I find that my science stuff does apply to me all too well. And it's all, ne- it's very negative. I'm a, I'm a cancer. Okay. And, I, I thought you said you do dwell on things because I thought we could just uh, sit here and bitch about things that happened <laughs> 20 years ago together. No, I don't really give a shit. Like, I, uh, I, I'm Irish. so great. I I'm think... Irish too. I feel like we're dwelling people. Really? Oh my I... goodness, yeah. We bear grudges. We act like everything is fine and we smooth things over and deep down inside oh, we we're like... Oh, we bury it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's, and I then think it that's comes dwelling. Out. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying like, I don't think of it. That's why mm. I didn't know... Oh, so far down. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine is so... <laughs> buried that like I don't know if I was punching kids in the face because I was angry about something that I wasn't dealing with or I just kind of enjoyed hitting people I don't know I it's it there is a certain rudimentary pleasure in that as well true (laughs) I mean I got hit a lot too I got jumped a lot I Mm -hmm. got so it was just you know it was just a thing we did I grew up in South Philly okay grew up fighting uh two questions um first of all we don't let our kids jump each other anymore. It still do you happens. Don't, you don't, do you have kids? No. Okay. Uh, my kid would be a very, it would be scandalous if he jumped or was jumped. A good friend of mine in Philly, her daughter just got jumped the other day. Okay. Maybe it's more of a geographical thing. I'm it's sure kids definitely. are still getting jumped somewhere. South Philly is like Flint, mm-hmm. Michigan uh, with the water. We mm-hmm. just keep drinking it. We never complain. <laughs> so it's mental, uh-huh. literally mental patience. Are we better off as people if we live in a society where kids don't get jumped or is getting jumped good for you? I don't think getting jumped is good for you. I don't mind a fight. Mm. Like, uh, if, if people have a beef. Yeah. Because you remember, I don't know if this happened to you as a kid, but one of my best friends in the world, my friend Melissa, when we first started hanging out, uh, she was picking on another kid, another girl. And the girl was really afraid of her for no reason. Like, I was like, this girl's little. What are you doing? Go hit her, hit her, you know, or whatever. Just <laughs> work it out. Me, like, yeah. And there was a bunch of us watching. And I was like, guys, just work it out. And um, it wound up, they fought, worked it out. 
then they became friends. And then another time she was picking on another girl and this girl couldn't defend herself. So I did it. And then me and Melissa became best friends and have still been best friends. But that's how you did it. Mm -hmm. You just got it out with your hands, like, or whatever, pulling hair, you know. Oh, I definitely don't advocate uh, lethal weapons for children. No, but it it started that way. As I was getting older, I noticed the kids were pulling, like, knives and stuff. And I thought, and I I had that, too. I had a few of that. But those were kids, like, we were like, ah, those are the idiot kids that aren't disciplined properly, you know. Right. Nobody (laughs) talking how we we fight. We were the elite. We uh-huh. used our hands. Yeah. Hello. Snobs. Yeah. <laughs> it was just bad. Like, there were certain neighborhoods that you would be like, okay, in this neighborhood, like, if you get in a fight, they will have a weapon. Right, right, right. And no. mostly it was knives or a bat, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I say it lightly, a bat. <laughs> yeah, this is more like the warriors. <laughs> yeah. Than, uh... Yeah, I had a good friend that was hit in the head with a baseball bat. Oh and it was God. brutal, and yeah. he was, uh, you know, the cops were slow to come to our neighborhood, like that kind of stuff. And we were calling and calling and calling, and it was brutal. And if they were about, let's just say, three more minutes, he would have died right there, right in the street. So, what is the thing with South Philly? I noticed I'm from I'm from uh, suburban New Jersey, so That's I, gross. Like, not that I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Philly's awesome. What part of Jersey? <laughs> uh, Birkin County. I grew up right next to the sports complex. Okay. So I'm just like outside of the Lincoln Tunnel. Okay. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that's a little cooler of an area, no? Because it's well, we're, North Jersey. I'd rather be fake New York than fake Philadelphia. Okay, yes. I hate that when people are like, I'm from Philly. I go, what part? And they go, Cherry Hill. I'm like, that's Jersey, and yeah. I'll snap your neck. Right, <laughs> and I'm very careful now. I went to high school and college in New York, and I lived there for years, but I... It, I can kind of have it both ways. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier in shorthand to say I'm from New York, but it, but I'm from New Jersey. My family lives in New Jersey. Right. I grew up there. I've run into, one time I met a guy at the Hard Rock in Las Vegas who was New York this, New York that. I'm like, what party are you from? He said, upstate. <gasps> oh, yeah. Are you from Oneonta? Yeah, that's Canada. Get the fuck so out of here. Really? Which side of the, <laughs> oh, you're on the cool side of the Niagara Falls? <laughs> but everybody from, uh, from Philly, like I feel like there is no North Philly, or if there is, it's so there nice. There is a North Philly. Well, it must be so nice that nobody ever leaves because everybody. That's Kevin Hart's from North Philly. Okay, because I feel like everybody goes around going, "Oh, you gotta understand, South Philly, South Philly." Like what? Oh the, yeah, well, what the hell was going on? I don't know. Like I said, I think it's something in the water, and we just keep <laughs> drinking it and mm-hmm. not complaining. <laughs> like even the kids in North Philly, and uh, like we have a lot of amazing people come out of North. Jill Scott, one of my heroes, like uh, one of my singer. favorite singers. Okay. Yeah, that's all Eve. All of them, North Philly. I love Eve. Yeah, they're all North Philly kids. Mm-hmm. And um, the tattoos, not to the say, tattoos, the paw things, yeah, the pretty paw red. prints. Not to say that we're segregated, or maybe a little bit, but yes, it's more predominantly black in North Philly. But when my mom was growing up, North Philly was uh, where her friends were, and she went to Hallahan. She went to a school closer to there, so it was that was like North Philly was her favorite. Like, oh, it's away from South Philly, you know. But now, right. they when make I the was growing up, with the white cheese, yeah, <laughs> ew. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, Wit Wiz and American. The I know Wiz that's is gross. weird, man. People get mad. They're like, you get both? I'm like, yeah. The I'm Wiz looking is, to just go out fine. early. <laughs> Dude, I'll, I mean, I'll take a strip steak with a slice of American cheese on top of it. I'm not a purist at all. You're making me hungry. No longer a cheese steak, but it is a steak with cheese on bread, so 
Come at yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, I've got come at me. <laughs> I've gotten uh, a little bougier as I've gotten older, just because. First of all, really, I can only have them once in a bloom. I go yeah. home a lot, uh-huh. and I don't always get a cheesesteak because you 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 feel it. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, is, are my arteries closing? This is weird. Yeah, it's but, the world's most advanced grease delivery mechanism. Oh my god, but it's amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, we had them a couple months ago, and I swear I was draining it like a rag, <laughs> and the grease was just coming out. And we went to gym steaks me mm-hmm. and my uh nephew and my niece and we we had been there in years and it was late night too because my niece was running the trocadero which was is closing now the club yeah okay it's closing i'm it's an old so glam sad. metal guy everybody used to play the truck yeah i play it every year when i go home oh, no for shit. the past okay. three years my niece has been putting me in there and i love it i adore it i've done it with dice uh i've done it by myself headlining everyone loves coming up there and now it's closing i don't know i hope it stays the same but Mm. The new owners. Well, so so we were at three in the morning, I think, uh, eating cheesesteaks. <laughs> and my nephew, Jimmy, who he plays for the Minnesota Twins. God bless him. Uh, and he kept he ate like two of them. And I'm like, God, what it, what it was like to be young. I know. <laughs> I know. But me and my niece were like, this is awful. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. That's the problem is you can you can. It's almost easier in a way. It's like drinking. I, you, first, you didn't pay a price. And then you go through that transition phase where as you're drinking, you don't realize you're going to pay a price. Then you get to the point where when when you smell the bottle open, oh, you're God. like, oh, this is going to go really, really wrong. This is bad. This is not worth it. <laughs> is ketchup on a cheesesteak a, a sin? For me, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my but goodness. a lot of people love ketchup. Like, yeah. I'm sure my nephew put it on. I mean, I remember my nephew Kids. pouring like the whole bottle out mm. and I'd be like, what are you doing? But some people obsessed with, I just don't like ketchup. Okay, ketchup, yeah. however fair. you say it, ketchup. Cats. Nobody, they think ketchup is officially, that's over. I'm a mustard girl. I don't know why. It's a solid condiment. Not that my, I would put it on a cheesesteak. My wife also a mustard can. No, yeah. no, of course not. But just, let's just put it out there. Underrated condiment. I agree. <laughs> Everyone gets mad about mustard. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I do spoonfuls of mustard. I'm a bad person, a weird person. That's odd. Um, <laughs> it's got turmeric in it. It's good for uh, like uh, muscle swelling and stuff like that. It's literally they say it's better only, than Advil. Literally, the only thing you could do for your muscles would be to eat spoonfuls. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Of mustard. We're talking about like a, like a French? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just a yellow you mustard. No, no. Just a basic yellow mustard. You eat, oh, come on. Yes. It's, it's funny that I think less of you now that it's not like, I want like a you Dijon. To. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hood rat. I'm an inner city kid. So We ten. never had Dijon. <laughs> I, I know. I remember the first time I had Grey Poupon. I, felt, I felt like I made it. That commercial we gave had, me yeah, we had. I played basketball on a, a team with these two twins, and their parents owned three seafood restaurants, which made them the richest people we'd ever met. <gasps> and we went to their house. Wow. I remember the ceilings in the living room were like 16 feet high, and they had Grey Poupon with the cheese sandwich. It fucking blew my mind. Wow. You were yeah. like, we've made it. I'm better Where's than, the Rolls Royce? I'm Royce? better than everybody now. You remember the commercial? <laughs> Pass course. me the Grey Poupon. I just so. rewatched uh, Wayne's World. They've got the Grey Poupon joke in there. Um, Great papa. So ten, well nine siblings. Nine siblings. There's ten of us. Yeah. Irish people did that. Don't pull out since no. the beginning of time, and then we all just kind of stopped. I, uh, yeah, I think it was like a lesson learned mm. kind of a thing. Yeah, fool me four thousand, six thousand <laughs> generations. Because when I go back and think, like my mom. 10 kids my mom's sister 10 kids my dad's uh father i think there was 11 of them 
my and his family like it was just i could search it and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger yeah and then so it was coming down as and then my mom had 10 kids and we only i only have 10 nieces and nephews because five of them had kids and five of us are like you know what we're gonna cut this down a little bit we're gonna try to help out Right, because we're part of the problem now with the overpopulation. For sure, there's there's way more people of Irish extraction on the east coast of America than there are in Ireland. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because people always say that. You know, I go, I'm 100 percent Irish, and they go, Yeah, well, you're not from Ireland. I'm like, Yeah, we got kicked out, so came here. Yeah, it was Australia or here. Do you know anything about your people in the old country? Uh, a little bit. My um, mom did her. Uh, traced her family tree and um, my dad is still fr- uh, uh, like still close with his family in Ireland so it's tough times or it was tough times over there now they're always yeah this is why we left and sometimes I'll say I'm a Kerrigan to somebody from Ireland they go oh and I go what did we do <laughs> It's still that bad? Oh, for real? Yeah, they're still a little nutty over there. Apparently, it's was uh, it would have scandalized my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, had he been alive when I was born, that I was born on Orange Men's Day. Wow. Whoa. You're oh. no grandson of mine, is That's what he right. would have said from the grave. Where was he from? He's from the... Just, I've been to the old country. Man, um, you don't have to go that far back. My family is from a county called Cavan. Yeah. And I've or Mayo. seen I've seen the one room house, whatever you want to call it, that um my grandfather and his many siblings grew <laughs> up in. Of course. Um and I have seen the lake into which um well in which my uncles, my great uncles were eel fishermen mm-hmm. and into which my grand great grandmother walked herself into and wow. offed herself after the kids had left home. And this is around the corner from the machine shop where my great-great-grandfather was either mangled or killed by some sort of Dickensian... Isn't there always some bizarro death? It's it's so... I have a lot of them. It's so... Really? Yeah. Like I, what? My mom was like... They, they had... Um, oh, it went out of my head. Not scarlet fever, but like weird Rubella. diseases where they'd have to go up in the mountains and just basically wait to die. Oh. Does that mean they were gay? Yeah, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. One did marry a Jew, and Uh-oh. that was a problem. To the but they with did you. have some. What's that disease? I can't think of it. It's old school. Um, diphtheria. Uh, I'm doing a diphtheria joke these I like days. That, Nobody likes but... it. <laughs> I don't think the kids know about diphtheria. The kids are googling. Who's this guy? Who the fuck? When did they unfreeze him? How many syllables yeah. did I sign up for? <laughs> well, I grew up in a typewriter store, so people freak out. Mm-hmm. Like they're like typewriters. Yeah. what's that? Yeah, well, what? So had I, or they'll I, I say sell vintage, you. and I'm like, it's not you. You ruined ruined my life. Yeah. Thank you. You missed vintage. that clackety clack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put us out of business, you brats. So, yeah, so you. Grew up. I grew up in a bar, which is also pretty Irish. Oh yeah, Catholic. But typewriter store that'll do. Bar just... is lucrative though. Mm, uh, depends on the a bar. Little difference. <laughs> depends on the bar. I drove by past the bar recently. It passed through a couple different aunts and uncles, and my dad and another uncle had it. And it, the bar is is still just there. Just a local bar. Yeah, in Kearney, New Jersey, it's the Blue Bar, uh-huh. and uh, the t-shirts were green, and <laughs> it's it's sinking into the ground That's the place so is Irish. literally just being swallowed whole by planet earth why oh cuz it just it sucks um my grandfather my uh my grandmother buried a couple of husbands and so the one who was around when i was around was a polish guy he used to bartend at 6am 
hard-boiled eggs, sold them to roofers who were having like a Amazing. shot and a beer and an egg on Yeah, the way. well, you got to get protein. Yeah. You got to eat sooner yeah. or later. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Keeps the liver kind of intact. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it keeps them on those roofs. It helps, you know, the trickling down system, the egg will... Good for the muscles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's no mustard, but... <laughs> yeah, now, had they known, mm-hmm. my grandfather used to drink a... Uh, my mom's dad used to drink a giant pint of milk and then go out and drink all night coat his stomach. stomach psycho love mm-hmm. him ace god love him he had a little english in him we don't talk about that no no but... no 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 he's he's dead to me just on <laughs> <Yeah>. principle <laughs> him and whoever married the jew no <laughs> so um were there any of your other uh siblings with aspirations of grandeur and hollywood and um yeah, my two nieces, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they, well, they're seeing you doing it, so. But my one uh, niece that ran the Trocadero, she was a singer. So when she was when she, while she was running the Trocadero, she would, like, ask people, could I open for you? And so it was, like, a little way to get her foot in. And then she's now engaged to a guy who was in one of the bands she opened for. So <laughs> she still does it a little bit, but not as much. And then my other niece, she does everything like everything she edits she that's what she went to school for she wanted to make films and stuff like that so she graduated from temple and she's an editor all that stuff but she also acts she sing or she dances i think she sings a little but dancing is her main thing she's been dancing since she could stand and now she teaches kids so she does everything uh i don't know if she really wants it i think she just enjoys kind of performing yeah. here and there. That's and a healthy like, relationship. Too, exactly. Right? I have some family think, who are like that or do it. People who just realize that they should do it in their spare time. It's Yeah, I think kids are, it's interesting. Like I, I tease, I pick on the millennials, but like even my nephew um, who plays for the twins, um, he was, he's been in their farm system for about three years. And this is the first year he got pulled up to spring training. So now from here, he could go back down or it's never a demotion. You're still in the system, you right. know. But he's like, yeah, I'll give it like another year, oh, maybe on. two years. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, where is this when I was, like, I came out here in 93 mm-hmm. trying to be an actress. Right. I'm still here. Like. <laughs> well, you made it stick. I switched to comedy. Um, yeah. But, so, so let's talk about that. So you came out here. You're going to be in. Meryl Streep's replacement. Yeah. That was. <laughs> That was the plan. It's not too late. All right. She's still hanging around. Nobody yeah, but can't she take the was, jump. every time she was just always getting the work. And I'm like, I'm better than her. God damn it. <laughs> no. Awesome in my own but way. I was doing like plays and stuff in LA. Nobody was coming to plays. Mm-hmm. I should have moved to New York, but it was so expensive yeah. that I wound up coming out here. I had a two bedroom with double, two parking spots for 850 yeah, that was the advantage the of this place days. for a long time until very, very recently. And until then... after two thousand and eight, that right. was it. They they ruined it. They it's uh, it's almost impossible. Yeah, now. right. So it's you... worse than New York. Uh, is it? As far as like finding a place, mm-hmm. I've had friends that like can't even get in a place, can't yeah. find a place. Living in an automobile is definitely becoming like a a somewhat respectable. Mm-hmm. route to take and as is... uh like as i worked my first job mm-hmm. in la was at the comedy store mm-hmm. and i was a waitress there right and plenty of people 
comics were living in their cars even back then. Oh, is that so? Oh, absolutely. A few of them would park it in the parking lot, and I'd be like, you have to move your house? We have to open? <laughs> Thank you. Like, And we had, um, uh, in behind the main room, there's a dressing room, because the owner, Mitzi Shore, wanted um, the main room was going to be for, like, big Vegas acts. Like, she wanted Rickles. She wanted all those guys, Buddy Hackett. But their managers and agents wouldn't let them because it would mess up their draw in um Vegas. So why well, go to them if they, yeah. they're coming to you? So we have a gorgeous like backstage in mm-hmm. the main room. This is the same one that's still there now. Yeah. yeah. And there's a shower and a ba- so a lot of the homeless guys or whatever car, yeah. living in your car would wake up and go shower. We had one guy used to come out in his robe during the day and I'd be like, dude, too much. <laughs> the great Mac Lindsay, ladies and gentlemen. Very funny man. So you became like a, a fixture there. To an extent. Yeah. Right. You had a relationship with Mitzi. And... I was her assistant for okay. a while. Yeah, I was very close with Mitzi. Uh-huh. Um, she uh, she she was good to me because I didn't want to be a comic. I had no interest in that. And I was a hard worker. So I just needed to make money to put these plays on that nobody was coming to. <laughs> so, so I would you know, bust my ass waiting tables. And for a while, she used to call me Flo. And I was like, mm, that's uncomfortable. That's not my name. But did then I was thinking was your name or did you just watch? Yeah, yeah right. I don't know if it's an insult to me or Flo. And it's so a show. my grits, what have you. <laughs> but I was aggressive, uh-huh. very South Philly. She hired me because I was from Philadelphia. She, Mitzi would go on these tears where she wouldn't hire people from certain cities. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't hire anybody. I wasn't allowed to hire anybody from New York for a long time yeah, those guys. all that was coming in were New Yorkers and I don't know who pissed her off but she whatever city you were from she was holding it against the whole city now that's a grudge holder yeah <laughs> she was funny and so I uh but when I came in, I was from Philly, and uh, she goes, oh, do you know Dom Herrera? And I was like, I, I know of him, yes. I didn't know him. Now he's one of my best friends, but I didn't know him. And uh, he go- she was like, okay, you're hired. Even though I was so tall, like she didn't hire tall people because she didn't want them blocking the show. Oh, there's a sort of definitely roundabout logic to that. Yeah. And so then I would have to, she'd be she'd like, don't wear heels. And I'm like, okay, well, who would wear heels to wait tables? But the guys in the office during the day were messing with me and they were like, yeah, wear heels. And so I wore heels to the interview and I was towering over this poor woman. She's so little. And she was like, don't wear those. And I'm like, oh shit. So, I became a waitress, started waiting table. I worked there for 12 years. I was her assistant for like five or six on and off. We All that a- time before you got into yeah, comedy. No interest in stand-up comedy. Now, all my friends are comics, and at this time I'm going on auditions. I was a wrestler for a little while. That is so great. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about that? Women of wrestling? Wow, women of wrestling. Yeah. yeah. We still do. Uh, I do the commentary on you- Access TV Yeah, Whoa. every Friday night. And so I don't wrestle anymore, but the I mean, girls, some of the girls I wrestle with still do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Jungle be, Girl's phenomenal. You couldn't be. I hear great things about Jungle Girl's work. Um, yeah, Erica Porter is, that's uh, her real name. She's phenomenal. She owns a gym in Virginia. She's like unbelievable. Her, you couldn't be seduced back in for like a, like oh, a one-time could, I, steel cage or a grudge. Let me tell you something. Know? The uh-huh. first night I did it, because I used to do their web 
uh, series too. And now they got on Access TV, and I believe they're doing it again because the girls are really, really phenomenal. Like, I wasn't an athlete. I went to an audition because I thought. <laughs> I'm beating Meryl Streep out of this one for sure. Right. <laughs> I might know how be to otherwise fight. engaged. She's not doing this one. And uh, like me and the, the like Freddie Soto is my best friend. And I don't know if you know Freddie, but he passed away in 2005. But um, Joe Rogan, all these guys were like, do it. Go to the audition. And, let, you know, just I had a baseball bat that I would come in the kitchen and yell at people with. They were like, do that in the audition. And I booked it. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> This is the one I didn't. Meryl never came in for the audition, so I beat her out. And then uh, I called my mom. I go, Mom, don't get mad. I'm going to take this show. It's a wrestling show. Because um, I was such a tomboy, she would get mad. She goes, oh, honey, no. I'm so excited for you. I go, really? And I was on a cell phone. This was in 99. So yes. cell phones kind of shitty back then. And I said... Uh, I said, don't get mad. She's like, oh, my God, it's great. She's like, they have great women characters. I'm like, they, it's all women. I don't understand. And she, I go, I'm going to call you when I get home to a landline. So I got to my apartment. I called my mom and my sister Karen answered. And she's like, yo, you're going to be on West Wing? I go, what the fuck <laughs> did you just <laughs> I had to tell my whole family. Oh my goodness. That I was not going to be with Martin Sheen. Yeah. I was going to have a woman with a mullet and a sleeper hold. Word had already spread to your 47 immediate relatives. <laughs> they called everyone. Of I think they were double calling. Uh-huh. Eleanor's going to be on West Wing. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. So now I say wrestling just to piss her off because <laughs> I'm like, she goes, if you say wrestling and West Wing in a sentence fast, it sounds the same. I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. Mm. <laughs> So, yeah, we've so, always had poor coverage out here in Los Angeles, <laughs> regardless of what that son of a bitch Verizon guy says. So is it yeah, true? Yeah, that turncoat, huh? I know, huh? Jesus He'll shit. just sell himself to the highest bidder. I Sickening. trusted you. I mean, I would guy. too, guys, if anybody's listening. I can't but... believe they didn't have him locked up to, I thought that was like 101 shit that you don't, you fucking tell the Jack in the Box guy, you are signing a non-compete for life. I, Jack in the I'm Box guy sure. can't go to Arby's. There's loopholes in everything. I guess there is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that Verizon guy, very powerful representation. Yeah, he got screwed. So, is it true? Is it as simple as Andrew Dice Clay? Well, well, the, this is what happened. So, so now I I uh, quit the comedy store in two thousand and five. It was a, a brutal year. Um, my best friend Freddie Soto passed away. He was a terrific comic, um, and he every t- day would be like, you should be doing stand-up. And I'm like, I'm not doing... So-. Like, we were in acting class together. I'm like, Freddie, I'm an actress. I was doing uh, shows. Where I did them at the HBO Workspace that I wrote, and he would direct. Like, he, he was like, you you need to be doing stand-up. It's, I'm telling you. And I never did it. And when he passed away, it really shook me. Uh, and I was just... I was engaged to Andrew Dice Clay at the time okay, because he was one of my closest friends from the comedy store. He went through a horrible divorce and we started like consoling him for the most part because the comedy store would be his comfort zone where he would come in and like kind of be like, I can't believe this is happening. And then me and there was one other girl, Katie, that would always like talk like really close with him. And I don't know how it happened, but we started dating. Like people always say, why'd you guys break up? And I'm like, I regained consciousness. And Mm. I realized, no, I'm just kidding. But he's (laughs) like one of my closest friends in the world. So I'm assuming you know a kinder, gentler Andrew Clay. Yeah, it's like when my mom 
when I brought him to my mom's house in South Philly, she was like, it was like, guess who's coming to dinner kind of a thing. Oh, like, my oh, goodness. Yeah. This terrifying man. She goes, the guy who puts the cigarette in his ear and taught my kids how to curse. Don't bring him in this house. You know, like that was her response. And then when she saw him with his kids that he had full custody of. Mm-hmm. He's very devoted it's to his It's a big sons. deal yeah. to, for a man to get in California to get full custody of their children. So he, he when she saw him with them, she saw a completely different she was like, whoa, he's just like a regular night. I mean, he's a little nutty. We all are. But yeah. this was beautiful. So she, my mom fell in love with him instantly. And then um, so I started, I kind of like logged out when Freddie passed away, if you will. And then 20 days later, my grandma passed away. And my grandma, we were tight, tight. You know, my mom was a single mom with 10 kids. And so she would, she was always picking up the slack. And she was our second disciplinarian, if you will. You know, so it was, we were very close. And it just, I ruined my relationship with Andrew. And, but we stayed close. And uh, so we would talk and he knew I was just going through a horrible time. So we just let it go away. And we still stayed friends though. And then um, when I started like coming around and figuring it out, I I kept hearing Freddie saying you should be doing stand up. And I thought, all right, I'm not going to do stand up, but I'll do a um, one woman show. So I called Mitzi at the comedy store and I said, Hey, Mitzi, I want to try this thing. I want to do a one woman show. Can I use the belly room? And she was like, Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> the belly room's the little room upstairs. Right. But that's where Whoopi Goldberg worked her one woman show out. Like that's that's what she wanted the belly room for. Why is it called the belly room, by the way? Uh <laughs> so many myths, but You don't it's know the just, actual you never there's asked her? no actual answer. Uh-huh. It's just that was the belly room. She okay. always called it the belly room. I mean, people are like, they used to do abortions up there in the 40s. I'm like, mm. right. And, and that and could mobster, have been a and room. Mobsters used to rub each other. That's around. a real thing. Okay. The mobster thing in the original room. Mm-mm, upstairs. Oh, in the main room. The main room was Ciro's. The main room was a mm-hmm. huge place where Sinatra. Everybody would hang out. Um, so, and that was run by Chicago mob guys. And the walls were soundproofed so Upstairs, that people wouldn't hear. Upstairs, bulletproof and soundproof. Absolutely. It is a weird kind of catacomby place. I've yeah. gone up the wrong stairs a couple times. That's and, frightening, right? And well, now, and yeah, the one time, I mean, who the fuck am I? I come down, I walk up the wrong stairs, come back down, and I just run into Pauly Shore just standing there. And, <laughs> and I'm he's basically, like, dude, what's, what's up? Basically dude? in his house, descending down the stairs. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know either, Pauly. But in the belly room, um, there we used to have to ring drinks up in the belly room now it, uh, there's right behind where the sound system is and i believe they covered it up now you used to be able to see right into the main room oh. and there was a bulletproof soundproof glass yeah that's covered and then in the main room for the green room there was another bulletproof soundproof glass that you could look down and see what was going on and these guys would be like bring him up bring that one up and they bring him up to the third floor and do whatever they did and then they put him on the dumb waiter outside bring him down and i believe they buried him in the hills or something there's kind of crazy stories but again that's how mitzi got connected mitzi and sammy sure got connected to the comedy store because a friend of a friend was like we own this place and it was cyril's was gone and there was some other stuff happening and they were just hanging out with them when they moved to L.A. because Sammy was a big comic at the time. He was opening for Elvis, Sammy Shore. So uh, that's how they got even affiliated with that building because it was a friend of a friend. Mitzi's from uh, uh, Wisconsin. 
I'm guessing by your impression of her, I would have guessed. Oh that. yeah. Okay. <laughs> sometimes you don't know who who's talking. If it's Roseanne, Mitzi, or Louis Anderson. <laughs> yeah, you're. And sometimes I, Gary Shandling would be in there. Too. I wouldn't have guessed that, but I can hear your Louis in there. Yeah. When you were talking about the heels, I'm Roseanne also, too. I'm also hearing Louis talking about Louis's impression of Mitzi saying, <laughs> "You need to be a sweater comic." Oh, the best. Yeah. Always funny. <laughs> she loved to give people. Uh, Themes, garments. We had Maz Jabrani on the Comedy Store podcast, yeah. and I, I completely, I remember it, but I forgot about it because she's done it to so many people. She wanted him to wear a turban. Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> this poor kid. But she, it wasn't, it wasn't that she was like racist or anything. She believed that she, because she put them together. Maz, it was called the Axis of Evil tour, but it was yeah. Ma, it was she used to call it Arabian Nights. And this was a frightening time. And Mitzi would have signs up said Arabian Nights. And we were getting death threats and all kinds of shit. Like when like is this? Can't, uh, it was like early 2000s. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, or uh, late 90s, early 2000s. So it was like Ahmed Ahmed, Aaron Cater, Maj Jabrani. And they were all terrific. You know, Sam Tripoli. I know. Uh, yeah, and they did this tour. Armenia, close enough. Yeah, <laughs> they made him fake. I forget what they made him be because uh-huh. he wasn't passed yet and they needed <laughs> somebody so they made him pretend he was something he wasn't <laughs> and Mitzi passed him because she needed but Sam's one of my favorite people on the planet and, likewise yeah and is but they what I'm saying is she thought if she put this together she could bring peace to the Middle East she really truly believed that like that they could go through laughter we mm-hmm. also had uh, a, a night of a thousand guidos <laughs> we had all <laughs> kinds of theme nights it's fun to be a jew was one of my favorites and uh <laughs> from what i, I gather i gather that's Amazing. true yeah yeah but it was like a fun she always had these crazy theme nights that she was because she was trying to bring bring people together through laughter you know what i mean like that we could all work together and laugh and i don't know she was she always she was way ahead of her time we were just talking about her yesterday with some of these videos she would make but anyway she let me do the belly room I did the belly room and um I invited Andrew Dice Clay uh with the girl I hooked him up with and um because <laughs> I'm good like that when I fuck things up I'll fix it like it's big of you yeah so uh he came with this girl and um they were sitting in the belly room and I was thought I was doing parts of this one woman show because uh, I was only working it out and Andrew just came to see me like you know it wasn't the full production it was going to be and scenes, yeah so yeah. it was like Adam Barnhart runs this great show every Sunday in the belly room and he let me come up him and Cynthia Levin were very big parts in helping me get uh, my stuff together in the beginning but it was for a one woman show and when Andrew came to see it he was like you're doing stand up stupid and I'm like no I'm you're a stand-up Don my rare is Bill Burr Judy Gold Carol Montgomery like those are stand-ups I'm an idiot like <laughs> what did you see the difference being at that point that I was just telling stories about my family mm. and I don't know my mom and her being my hero and like I don't know I just I didn't see it but he's like you're it's stand-up so then he brought me on the road with him and I was three months into stand-up 
doing 2,500 seats at the Wells Fargo Theater in, in uh, Santa Rosa, California, I think it is, or somewhere in northern, yeah, Santa Rosa is the Wells Fargo, and then we did Redding, California, it was 1,500 seats, nobody does that three months out, I was dying, I was like, oh my god, I only had eight minutes of material, I, Adam Barnhart let me take his comedy class, and him, and Court McCowan, and a couple other people, like Melanie Vesey, they helped me write material, like I had three minutes they got me to eight you know what I mean? how'd it go <laughs> it killed in california mm -hmm. they were terrific uh we also had a vh1 show andrew and i on it was a reality show but so in california it was still on it was like yay eleanor i know her from the show yeah and yeah yeah we'll give her a little laugh you know makes maybe it, i didn't do as well yeah. as i thought i did but i thought i game. did okay right right and then uh we flew to new york and they canceled the show and i was working at the westbury music theater mm -hmm. the theater in the round in long island and um <clears throat> two veteran comics went out first oh how could they do that to they you? uh a fight broke out during one of them uh all kinds of stuff was happening it was wild it was packed uh then we took an intermission that's always a good idea at a comedy show. You really want to cool the crowd off. Yeah, let's uh, let them get some more drinks mm -hmm. and see if we can't get some more blood on your shirt. Ideally, if they could not all be back in their seats when the next ad comes Amazing. out so they can still be filtering in. Always a fun time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I was wearing these cute little high boots, short shorts, cute little shirt, and I walked out because Andrew told me to wear this, by the way. Cause, and I and he goes, "Yeah, you, you should look hot. Like, show him your tough attitude." I'm like, "I don't think short shorts show my tough attitude. I think they show my lips. That's uncomfortable." Mm. And uh, in the round, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, they shouldn't see both uh, from all sides. And so I went. Um, I went out. And I was very confident because I did so well in California. I was like, I got this shit. And I, I said, I'm from Philly. And immediately they started booing. Fuck Philly. Fuck the Eagles. Yeah. The Phillies. The mm. whole thing. And I'm like, motherfuckers. Like now my anger yeah. is coming up. I mean, in the defense, the Eagles do suck. Uh, um, listen. I'll I'm fight just, that I'm, whole... I'm, I'm obliged to say that. <laughs> Are you a, a Giants fan? I am a Giants oh, fan. You're sickening. And so uh, <laughs> that's just how we say hi, guys. Relax. We'll beat each other up after this. So we'll get into that in a At second. least Santa Claus got out of our game intact. Oh, fuck him. Okay? <laughs> don't bother us. We just want to see the game. We don't need your fakeness, Santa Claus. Get out. <laughs> Hit him with snowballs is right. Batteries, also fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we... Um, so I, I go out and I say Philly. They freak out. It's New York, you know. So immediately the razzing starts. And I'm like, fuck this. And I'm furious, but I'm still trying to do a good job. And now I'm sweating. My cute little half bra has slid down. Looks like I have tumors on my stomach. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm, I felt like the crowd was like blurry at mm -hmm. one point. And then I look and I catch eyes with my sister who drove two and a half hours up from Philly <sighs> as I'm getting booed. Yeah. And we look exactly like we're just 10 years apart and I saw her throw her hands up and go what do you want to do want to fight this whole fucking room like I could hear her being like I'll start in this section you just meet me two angry Irish uh -huh. kids you take the load <laughs> in my head I was thinking it's gonna be uh like a the headlines two South Philly girls tried to fight Long Island like <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> <laughs> just crazy shit so i i caught myself i wrapped it up i think i did five and a half maybe six minutes i pulled my little bra up 
and I got off stage, introduced Andrew, and I walked back and I was like, <laughs> that wasn't easy. And Andrew was like, fuck them. I'm not going out there. How dare they? You're my family. And I was like, Andrew, just they don't want to see me. They want to see you. Give him a pep talk like an idiot. Then I go and just collapse in a bathroom and I call my mom and my brother Tommy gets on the phone and they're both of them are like trying to cheer me up. They're like, it's, it's fine. Everybody gets booed. My brother Tommy was like, they blew, they booed, um, Blondie. Like, and I'm like, that, that doesn't make sense, but it made me laugh. Like, huh? <laughs> just, like he was That's trying incredibly random, to, but thank you. But they they built me back up and Mm -hmm. I got my shit together and I went out to try to find my sister Karen. And as I was out, like looking around like, oh, that's a tough walk. All these people hate Mm -hmm. me when you go back out in the crowd. That's a tough walk. By the way, Dice was destroying because he was furious with them. Mm -hmm. So he was like beating the shit out of them, letting them have it. And um, I was walking around. This guy was like, hey, you were great. And I was like, really? And he goes, well, you know, I, and I, I just looked at him like, really? You know, like, because I'm still a little bit angry, but I might fight this kid. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and he goes, uh, we were booing you, not because of you. We just wanted Andrew out there. And I was like, oh, is that right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that explains it. <laughs> oh, well, then I guess that's fine. By the way, it happened the, se- the next night in uh, the State Theater in Jersey. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good yeah, time. We're, we're no better. Yeah. And now I had we're more. We're even Longer Island, really. <laughs> I had more family there, and I was like, all right, I got more backup. Fuck this shit. We're yeah. fighting everybody. Fuck. I've been doing stand-up for over three years, and my wife has not been allowed to come once for this very reason. I, if I die, You've I... only been doing stand-up three years? Yeah. Oh, you're a baby yeah. amazing. No, I'm... I'm in 12 years now. 12, and, 12 as a waitress, 12 as a comic, 24 years in, if you will. It's fun because I have this to fall back on, and so it's like cool if I do well. It feels good if I do poorly, but like if I suck, I, it doesn't... I, I don't know how people do it and live in that and just walk around with a, like a real bad one for, for days and days oh, and dude, days. That, they put it on my space. I know I'm dating myself, but this was 12 years ago mm-hmm. that this happened. Oh, your thing was on my space? And they put it up. They put me getting booed. And uh-huh. I was like, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. How, who put that up? And then I remember Andrew put it back on his page to uh, say it's really hard to open for me and he was trying to be I go why would you promote that <laughs> <laughs> but he I was like you son of a bitch I slept with you like why would you <laughs> yeah the, uh, the but you, you obviously worked it out you found your you found your footing you're yeah, around I the store uh, every time I go to Long Island I make it a point yeah fuck those guys to just destroy nice, nice hockey team to annihilate. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Don't even get me started with sports, but yeah. Um, the store is, uh, I, I listened to a little bit of the pod that you did with Maz and you were talking about, everybody agrees the store had a special something. It's not. Oh, it still does, but yeah. Yeah, well, I mean. It's a little different now. It's a little more corporate now. Success is a somewhat mixed bag. Of course, it is more good than bad, but something is lost with everything that is mm-hmm. that is gained. Yeah. How is it? Did it used to stink like was it was it so weedy backstage back then um do you smoke weed oh it always i i don't but it always was weed uh-huh. no matter what like yeah. i can remember in 93 walking up i'm 21 years old and dave Chappelle at 19 was uh, just smoking weed right on the patio it was just mm-hmm. uh, it was always around i'm amazed people, people would just smoke it like out. cigarettes i'm amazed now people can go out and do that now it's even more so uh that you know it's legal but it was always like that i hate when they do it indoors like mm-hmm. i don't 
I was a cigarette smoker, and I didn't like when people smoked indoors. Same thing as a cigarette smoker. Right. So, a weed smoker is worse. Uh, I can remember Paulie having a party at the comedy store. He had a lot of them. They were my favorites to wait tables or whatever. And this was House of Pain was performing. Mm-hmm. So I'm dating myself, but uh, I walked backstage and I couldn't see anything. Yeah. That's how much smoke was back there. It was just weed after cigarettes after weed. Like, and I remember I, I had all these shots, and I was like just pushing the. And I'm like, here, here's where is everybody? <laughs> like, it was like Cheech and Chong's yeah. up in smoke. It was insane. I couldn't believe it. And then we've always had um, Fat Tuesday was a great show. Uh, it was a, a predominantly black show, but we Snoop Dogg, Dre, they all came up. Snoop would come in a van. He had a van for a while. He was driving around, and he'd open the door, and it would just people would just roll out, and the smoke would come out. That's the brand. I'm I'm positive <laughs> there's a guy who's just holding like he's like yeah, the torch a bearer smoke machine. Yeah, he's well, a the human scent, smoke machine. The the scent was pretty. He was in a van that had bulletproof glass. It was these tiny windows and I was like, he is the fucking greatest. <laughs> Did you catch any of the other debauchery? Obviously you're way too late for the classic first burst of the right. the comedy store. But the like first what, boom. What is the quintessential you don't have to name names. I'd rather hear a good story than than dirt on a specific person. What is the most debauched thing that you think you have witnessed or you believe to be true that you've heard secondhand happening around the store? Oh my God, there's so many. I can't even imagine. Like, what? what's an idea of, de- like, uh, preventing a rape? Or, oh my goodness, no. Yeah, I was thinking I more good okay, times. You know, okay. somebody's smoking crack while they're getting a blowjob before they go out and do a special. Was oh, I I, a million times I've come uh, to the back like, I can't find a comic or, or a waitress. By the way, this is what happened on mm. a regular basis. I'm yeah. like, where the fuck is so-and-so? And then uh, I find them in the, the light booth either having full-on sex or just getting head before they're going up or something. Like, yeah. And I'd be like, you have to pull your pants up. He has the light. Like, <laughs> who is it? He runs, who is it? That guy ignores the light. I got five more minutes. Two more. Yeah, I was like, uh, it, I mean, there was many, 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 many crazy things yeah. like that. I remember, like that house of pain party. I remember uh, going through a, a section in the main room, trying to get backstage because it was so crowded, so crazy. And uh, I bumped a table, and Mickey Rourke was doing coke off it, and I was like, oh fuck. Like and I'm and and thank God the coke just shifted. It yeah. didn't because if it went on the floor, mm-hmm. I may have had that table embedded in my back. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you know people would get crazy like that. Coke will do that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you never tried it, but it's an it's an evil drug. I've never Eleanor. tried coke, and I always joke about it. Like you know, I have a joke where I say. I'm, Whatever, but like about doing, and then I'm like, you're kidding, I don't do coke because <laughs> like, I didn't, but I hung out with all these people, and right. people always thought I did. Yeah. My favorite is when people say to me, Yeah, I did coke with dice. I'm like, You did dice, does nothing, nothing. Now he gets high uh-huh. in his later years, like literally, it's been the past five, six years, yeah, that he smokes weed and or takes the edibles to sleep, stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. it, right? He's He's not. He won't even do it outside. He's got to be in his house. In or a controlled, in his, yes. yeah, I could see that. He's a control freak. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> so we have a couple minutes left. You're going to be at the Comedy Store in Kansas City, Missouri. On... No, the Comedy Club. I'm so sorry. Of That's course. okay. Right. You co-host the Comedy Store podcast is yes. what I was looking at. You're going to be at the Comedy Club in Kansas City, Missouri, April 4th through 6th, and at the House of Comedy in Phoenix, uh, Arizona, I'm assuming, April yeah. 24th through 27th? 28th. Yep. God damn it. That's okay. I'll be giving out Easter Bunny. I think it's Easter. Is Isn't it? Easter the 28th? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you don't follow. Good for you. It's oh, Lent. You What's know- wrong with you? <laughs> I'll go to McDonald's tomorrow and get my filet of fish <laughs> That's all we think about. Every time, I, for some reason, I crave meat only on Fridays mm-hmm. and always during Lent. The forbidden fruit. And my mother will be like, what are you doing? You're not I'm still like, doing the Lent thing. No, I don't do anything. Right, yeah, t- yeah. But my mother does. Mm-hmm. And so I see. Every once in a while, I'm home and I'm like, oh, I got cheesesteaks. She's like, it's Friday. Right. You're supposed to get the fish steaks. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been lovely getting to talk to oh, you. Oh, thank you. Thank you and so you much great. for You're coming. You're amazing. I'm, I'm working on it. Right. You're at EJ Kerrigan on both Twitter and Instagram. You're EleanorJKerrigan.com. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. you.